0: As a writer I started journaling as soon as I could pick up a pen. In 2010 I decided to journal in a much more public way by creating my blog msthing.com. That's what he said is an extension of my blog and what I like to consider a weekly peek into my personal journals. As someone who's always had a knack for making the ordinary extraordinary, each week you can expect to hear all about what the hell I've been doing, what I'm reading, watching and listening to, and plenty of opinions and asides along the way. Consider me your office bestie you don't hang out with outside of work but love to catch up with. Welcome to That's What He Said. Hello, hello, and welcome to the last podcast episode of 2022. I know that I framed this as the second to last earlier this week, but after thinking about it a bit harder, I realized that I want to give myself the last week of the year off since Zach will be home the entire week and that never happens. So we are going out on a high and highly entertaining note today with a series you guys love called Unpopular Opinions. Unpopular Opinions! Before we get into all of those though, and there are a lot, let's go over what the hell I've been doing. So we have a lot to go over in this segment today, especially because I feel like I left a few things out last week. So I want to circle back on those really quickly before we get truly caught up. So now that my cousin's wedding has passed and you guys know I ended up wearing the black dress, I totally forgot to mention last week that my dad hemmed the dress for me on the spot at my parents' house. Like, I don't know when it happened, but my dad seriously got into sewing in his retirement and he's fucking good at it. So when I was over there last week, according with Ellen, and we had decided it was the black dress, my dad legitimately had me stand on top of a bench, made measurements and hemmed it within the hour. So I just wanted to share that. That information isn't really going to affect your day, but I just felt like I had to give Richard G. a big shout out for his work. Like he's a little seamstress and it's pretty incredible to have that to go to when I need something. Also, uh, I forgot to say last week that two weeks ago marked 10 years of me and Cece. And for those of you who haven't been around that long via my blog, I decided 10 years ago that I wanted to be a dog mom I was ready I wanted to take that step I also knew that I really wanted a cockapoo which is a cocker spaniel and a poodle mix because that's what my sister and her ex-wife had and I just loved him so much I thought he was the perfect dog and if I was gonna get a dog I wanted it to be exactly like him so I started looking around online for the breed and while I was looking for cockapoos I happened across cavapoos, which are King Charles Cavalier spaniels mixed with poodle. And before anyone comes at me, I know that you should adopt and not shop and all of that. Like, I get it. I am for it. But I just knew that I wanted a Cece. And so I was willing to buy her. And that's what I did. So anyway, I found her via this breeder who at the time, and I think she still does, lives outside of Chicago. But I actually found Cece's brother first. I saw his picture online on this breeder's website, and I immediately wrote this woman about the dog and she wrote me back and said that he had been claimed but that his twin sister who also had been claimed she hadn't heard from the family that was supposed to come get her in several days and so she was about to essentially like put her back up for sale and then she sent me pictures of Cece and I died. Like, I was already losing my mind over the boy and thought nothing could be cuter than him. And then I saw Cece and was like, oh, oh my God. Like, she was and still is literally perfect. So, because my sister lives in Chicago, she pretty much that night, 10 years ago, immediately got in the car and drove to meet my future daughter. Like, Allie went out there for me, and she met her, and she just had this gut feeling and was like, this is your dog, Like, this is her. I can see it in her eyes. I can feel it. She's so special. This is your dog. So uh, we got Cece. And then it just so happened that our mutual friend who lived in Dallas at the time was actually visiting Allie the following weekend in Chicago. So that friend ended up flying Cece back to Dallas with her. And I picked both of them up at the airport. And the rest is history. I mean, the best history ever, like Cece is the love of my life and has been with me through literally every twist and turn. She has seen some shit. And all I can say is thank God that dogs can't talk because this bitch is going to take everything to the grave. And I am very thankful for that. Also, we had dinner last Tuesday night after I was done recording, and I owe you guys a full review on that restaurant. I posted about it on my Emma's Thing Instagram, but it just happened so long ago like I'm recording this now of Tuesday of this week and so it's been a full ass week so this new restaurant that we went to is called The Finch and for locals this is a new American restaurant where Cafe Express used to be for all those years within Mockingbird Station so we had serious doubts about this new place because Cafe Express was just so so and that little corner of that shopping center just sort of felt doomed. Like, you know those spots in your neighborhood that seem to always fail? Like, there's that one empty space and you've seen a thousand different restaurants or retail shops go into it and they never last, like that was kind of the vibe of this spot. But I had seen enough reputable people that I I trust their opinion go there and enjoy it. So we decided on a whim last Tuesday night to check it out. And let me tell you, we are so glad we did because it was awesome. Like, No one is more surprised than us, truly. Zach and I had zero expectations and were pretty taken aback by how much we liked it. So a little about the Finch. The ambiance is decent with a couple snafus. Like the ceilings are super high, so the acoustics in there kind of suck, and it gets very, very loud when it's crowded. Like Zach and I, pretty much felt as though we had to shout across the table at each other. And there's also some issue with the wiring of the fire alarms and the fire department pretty much forced them to have them hanging down. Like, So it's this really weird look where you can see all the wires of the fire alarm, but it's sort of hanging like a light fixture, but it's wrapped around the actual light fixture. I don't know. It's it's just not pleasant to look at, especially if your eye happens to catch it, which Zax did. That's something that I probably would have never noticed, but he's in the development field and he looks for stuff like that. But Besides those two things, the food and the service were both amazing. So we got the oysters from their fresh raw bar that were all insanely delicious. They were all from the East Coast, and they came with all the accoutrements, including a lovely mignonette. Mignonette's the only way that I really like to eat oysters. You know, I'll I'll do just lemon if mignonette is not on the uh, serving platter of them, but that's what I prefer. And it was so good. And then for dinner, I got the salmon and Zach got the chicken and both were outstanding. Like, oh my God, the the salmon came with this cheesy cauliflower rice that did not taste like cauliflower at all. And this incredible tomato-based sauce and all the flavors together just worked so fucking well. And then Zach's chicken was sous vide to perfection. And it came with, I think, whipped polenta, I want to say, and maybe like broccoli. I don't remember. I don't think I took a picture. But we ate every last bite. I mean, we just thoroughly enjoyed both of those entrees so much. And then we we did something crazy, and we got their rum cake for dessert, which was good, but I probably wouldn't get it again. Definitely not worth the calories, as Prue would say on Great British Baking Show. But all in all, it was a great dinner, and we will definitely go back, and you should absolutely check it out because I said so. So then on Wednesday night last week, Merritt and I met up and got dinner at our favorite, I'm not, I'm sorry, not our favorite, my favorite Italian spot in Dallas called Carbone's. And you guys have heard me talk about it before, and this was Merritt's first time. So if you listen to her podcast, Beck and Call, you'll know that she wasn't blown away, and that's fair. To be honest, I felt like the food was not on par for Like compared to how it usually is when we go, it definitely felt a little off. But all in all, it's just my favorite Italian because it's just really straightforward, no frills, and that's exactly how I like my Italian food. They are undergoing a total renovation at the beginning of the year, and they're even renaming the restaurant. So I'm excited to go back when they reopen in like the spring of 2023, and I will keep y'all updated on that update. But all in all, it was a great dinner, and just being with Merritt was the best. It had been So long, and I just really love her. So, hey, Merritt, if you're listening, I love you, and I can't wait to see you next time. Okay, so the rest of the week was. pretty mild because we left Friday for Houston for my cousin's wedding. So me, Zach, and my parents met up at the airport Friday morning and took the same flight. And it was really funny because we were like discussing how we all wanted to sit on the plane. And we pretty much decided that my parents and I would be in a row and then Zach would take the aisle seat across from the row. And I was literally in the middle seat between my parents, just like, when I was a kid, and I felt like a kid. And as we all know, Zach had the aisle seat. And I do not have to tell you guys about the standing on the plane lands and reclining debates that happened over the weekend. If you follow me on my Instagram account, I'm sure you caught all of that. But the whole thing made me laugh pretty hard. And I will say this for Zach, I will Speak for him because he isn't here, and I think he'll trust what I'm about to say. But Zach is tall, you guys. He's six foot three. So while I don't stand up when the plane lands, even if I am in an aisle seat, I get it. I I get why he stands up and he doesn't stand up and immediately get his luggage down and try to race off the plane that is not what he's doing at all that's being a complete asshole and he's not an asshole he's literally just standing to stand because he doesn't want to sit anymore and as for the reclining I mean really when like you think about it and look at it the seat barely reclines I think I think it honestly reclines like maybe one to two inches. And I'm not saying that I agree with reclining, but the only time that it actually truly bothers me is when I need to work on a flight and I have my laptop with me and barely have enough space as it is for my tray table to set my laptop on. And then someone reclines, even those few inches is annoying as fuck. But Y'all had strong ass feelings about reclining. In fact, for someone's unpopular opinion, someone wrote that reclining should be illegal. So do with that what you will. Anyway, we got to Houston on Friday and immediately went to Tiny Boxwoods for lunch. I had been once many years ago. And after Merritt reminded me of it and their chocolate chip cookies, I was determined to have one over the weekend. And my parents and Zach did not fight me on it. They were great with that idea. So that is where we went for lunch. It was insanely crowded, like line out the door, so busy, such a cute spot. But the actual lunch food was just okay. Like we weren't blown away by it at all. My dad and Zach both got the avocado toast that sounded so rich and fulfilling and promising but it was like pretty foul looking, like just very messy. There were globs of avocado on the toast. Not like cute, pretty slices, but just globs. It was almost like guacamole, but without any of the spices and lime juice and any of that. So neither of them actually finished their food, which is very weird for both of them. And then I got the grilled cheese with pesto and a side salad and it was good. Like the grilled cheese was good, but nothing to write home about at all. The side salad actually was better to me because it had a really wonderful vinaigrette on it. And I could have had like a much bigger size of that with like some protein. I mean, truly the star of the show were the chocolate chip cookies. Like It's literally the best chocolate chip cookie I've ever had in my entire life. Hands down, no competition. I can't even think of anything that comes close to it. And I don't know how they do it. I literally don't know how Tiny Boxwoods makes those fucking cookies. But oh my God, if you were ever in Houston, you must, must, must make a stop and get yourself some. They are worth every single calorie and then some. So the wedding itself was at the Houstonian Hotel and Spa, and that's where we stayed all weekend. So that was super lovely and really made everything super easy. It's a very cozy hotel with a lot of dark wood. like It almost feels like a ski lodge, which I thought was very fitting and a great vibe since it's December and it was a week before Christmas. So it just felt right. And then once we got to our rooms and checked in, I have to tell you all this, Zach and I decided a little out of character for us, but we decided right away to break the room in, if you will, you know, because why not? But I just knew that my parents were going to interrupt us. Our rooms were across the hall from each other. Like that's how we planned it. And I just had this paranoid teenage feeling like we were going to get caught and my mom is going to come to the door and need something. And it was going to be awkward. And I was right. <laughs> I was right. We were literally in the midst. And Ellen had knocked on the door multiple times and was like, Emma, come on. Like, let's go see the bride. She's here in her suite. Come with me. And Zach, like, panicked. <laughs> he literally panicked and like ran and hid in the bathroom, even though like there was no way my mom could get into the room without us opening the door. (laughs) It was like a very teenager-y scene. And I literally like threw my clothes back on and I came out of the room. And Ellen knew, like you heard her last episode. She's not a fucking idiot. She immediately was like, you guys weren't. And I was like, yep, we were. And she was so funny. She was like, oh, well. Oh, I think it's lovely that you wanted to do that right away. Tell Zach I'm happy for him. <laughs> oh my God, so ridiculous, but so amazing. Um, so we went and visited the bride in our suite and we gave her some sage advice for the weekend. And then we returned to our respective hotel rooms to get ready for the rehearsal dinner. And yes, Z and I started what we finished for those wondering, because I know that's really important. So... I had two outfit malfunctions throughout the weekend. The first one was my rehearsal dinner top. So it's this gorgeous green silk wrap blouse that I got from Revolve. But silly me, I didn't really try it on fully when I got it. Like it came in the mail, I had on some like sweatshorts and I threw the top on when it arrived and it looked good from what I could see. And so that was the last that I thought of it. Turns out it is extremely plungy, like very boobalicious, and my boobs were basically hanging out, which I could not have. So it turns out that having my parents across the hall weekend was extremely helpful, especially because of Richard the Seamstress, and he was able to take a little safety pin and essentially help me help myself. Thank God. Like, he literally saved the night for me on that one because I did not bring it back up top, neither to my sister or her wife. Like, that is the only shirt that I had, so we had to make it work. The rehearsal dinner was so lovely. It was at a very big event space in Houston called Lot Hall, and they had hired a, uh, you know, maybe like three or four-piece band to play classic rock, which Zach and I loved so much. Um, As soon as you walk in, they had hors d'oeuvres, they had an open bar, and really the best part about the entire weekend for me in general is that I got to see and hang out with all of my extended family that, yes, was at our wedding, but like I obviously didn't really get to spend time with them. So it was just such a blast to do that and really enjoy the time. Uh, The food at the rehearsal was delicious, and the slideshow and the video that my older cousin made for my cousin getting married were just so good and so fucking funny. There were approximately 100 people who spoke. Uh, no, not 100, but that's what it felt like. The speeches ran very long. I would say probably an hour and a half worth of speeches. So that was a lot, but it was a good time and it's good to be loved and for everyone to want to say Something nice about you. After we left the rehearsal dinner, we went to the hotel bar to keep hanging out with some of our extended family and cousins and ended up getting slightly overserved. But hey, it was a celebratory weekend, so whatever. And then Saturday, we slept in, got brunch at the hotel restaurant around like 11, and then Zach and I killed time during the afternoon and went to work out at the fitness club that is attached to the hotel that's next door. It's not just the hotel gym. It's an actual private fitness club called The Houstonian, and it is fucking incredible. Like... It reminded me so much of the gym that I went to in New York when I visited there during the summer. I just can't think of the name right now, but it was so big and vast and had literally every single piece of equipment you could ever need or think you might need to complete a workout. And I was in awe. Like, I immediately was so upset that we don't have something like that in Dallas that we that I didn't belong to the Houstonian, that I don't live in Houston, so I could go to the Houstonian Fitness Club. Like, it was just so incredible. It's like every single different type of cardio machine, not just like, you know, they had regular treadmills, they had special incline treadmills, they had tons of different ellipticals, they had, I don't even know you guys, they just had so much, but don't worry. Because Zach, when we got back to our room, looked up what it would cost to be a member there. And it's $200 a month. But on top of that, you have to pay a $24,000 initiation fee to be a member. $24,000? Like, what? How? Like, how dare they? How dare they? Like, What the fuck does that $24,000 cover that I still need to pay $200 a month after I pay that? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, oh, my God. I just was so gobsmacked by that. And it's just very depressing because I would love to be a part of a gym like that someday, If they open one in Dallas, I mean, I think maybe Equinox is like that. I don't really know, but I'm not going to be a part of something that expensive in this lifetime. So that sucks. Then it was time to get ready for the wedding. And y'all know what I wore and how I felt about it. The ceremony was outside and it was so beautiful and sweet. Their vows were amazing and a really wonderful mix of humor and heartfelt things. And then afterwards, we headed inside to Cocktail Hour and the reception. And it was just a great night. Like, it was such a gorgeous event with a lot of personal touches. And, you know, it was a party. I mean, it was like, double the size of our wedding and so it was a lot more was going on but we had just had such a good time and again got to sit at a table with our our extended family and um, the food was really good. My second wardrobe malfunction, however, did happen on the dance floor. I was li- literally in the midst of breaking it down and one of my straps on my fucking dress broke. So that was beyond annoying. And thank God again for Richard the seamstress because he was there and he took a safety pin and fixed me right up. But now I have to like get that strap fixed for real. And I'm just... Annoyed by the whole thing. I mean, the straps were flimsy. I get it, whatever, but I'm just like, for that amount of money, should that really have happened? I it was the first time I fucking had it on. Anyway, Zach and I got very drunk at the wedding. Um, we were basically chugging red wine and vodka sodas all night, and we hadn't, you know, necessarily eaten like a substantial amount of food throughout the day and the evening. And then we also stayed up until like 12:30 because once the wedding was over at 11, the bride and the groom and a bunch of wedding guests took over the hotel bar. So we did that and uh, we were just we were hurting Sunday. It was bad. Like, I don't think that I've been that hungover in a few years. Like it's been a very long time. so it was painful especially because we had to fly. But once I had a bagel at the airport, which I, by the way, I got from Dunkin' Donuts, which I never get anything from Dunkin' Donuts, but it was the only place in the airport that wasn't sold out of bagels. It was a really good bagel, like really, really good. I got an everything bagel, you know, with plain cream cheese, and I was highly impressed. So I'm going to keep that in the back of my mind next time I need a bagel, and it's an emergency, a bagel emergency, if you will. So anyway, I had that and I felt better, but Zach was hurting more than me. I mean, he almost threw up a couple of times. So yikes, it was really bad. But we were able to watch the World Cup final on this small TV screen behind the desk of our airport gate because uh, the guy working the desk had it on. So we just like stood there and watched the whole thing and it ended right before we had to board our flight. So that made Zach really happy and that was awesome. And then we finally got home, got the dogs from our friends who watched them over the weekend, got Taco Bell to soak up our poor decisions with more poor decisions. And I passed out on the couch from like 4.30 until 7.00. And honestly, I could have been asleep for the night, but I didn't want to fuck up my sleep pattern too bad. So I forced myself to stay awake until like our normal bedtime. But I'm happy to report that both of us are fully recovered as of today and ready to not drink like that again, possibly ever. Like I really was thinking about it and that might have been the Miller's last big hurrah in that sense. And I'm more than okay with that. Like getting that drunk is fun to do once every few years, but no more than that. And now here we are. It's Christmas week. My sister and her family are still undecided if they're going to fly in or not. It depends on the weather in Chicago and the weather here. We're, a bad system is supposed to come through like throughout the US. So we're just gonna kind of see what happens. But regardless, I'm so excited to celebrate the holiday and have Zach off of work the last week of the year. It's just such a treat for me and I cannot wait to have that time with him. Okay, let's talk about what I've been reading, watching and listening to. So I don't really have updates for you guys in terms of um, listening and reading, but I do have a lot for you in terms of watching. So I followed up about this on Instagram stories the other week, but I totally forgot to say anything in the last episode. But we are officially done with Fleischman is in trouble, not done with the show because I don't even think all the episodes have come out yet. But like personally, we're done like after the last episode I couldn't do it anymore and I decided to look at the book plot which is not something that I do like I don't like to spoil things for myself but when I decide that I'm done with something I'm fine with skipping to the end to see what the fuck happens and how they wrap things up and I will not spoil anything for you but let's just say I'm very glad that I've read the ending because it in my opinion, would have been a further waste of our time to keep watching this show. I just, I can't. Two thumbs down for Fleischman is in trouble. Did not like it. Last week, we caught up on Welcome to Chippendales, and it is getting better and better and darker. I mean, there's so much drama and murder to come in that show. I can hardly uh, fathom who all is going to suffer from it, but we're really enjoying it. And then it was also brought to my attention that the choreographer in the show, I forget his character's name, is the same actor who plays Armand in season one of White Lotus. Like I had not put that together. And someone messaged me on the That's What E Said podcast Instagram page and blew my mind. I was just like, oh my god, he looks So different because he has, you know, no mustache and he has an American accent and he has a like a longer wig on. So that was that's just like a fun little tidbit for you guys. (laughs) Speaking of White Lotus, we have yet to start season two. Just because we had a really busy week and we had started Wednesday, and we wanted to finish that before getting into the second season of White Lotus, because we know it's just gonna take all of our attention. And we did finish Wednesday on Sunday night in our hungover stupor and just loved it. It just has all the Harry Potter vibes to me. And they leave you wondering if there will be a season two, like they very much tease you about it while the show is ending. But there's no doubt in my mind that there's going to be there's just too much material there. And the acting is so good. It would be such a shame. Something else that we will definitely be finishing this week is The Patient on Hulu. So if you remember, I started watching this back in September when Zach went out of town for literally one night, like one night to myself. And I figured it was a show he wouldn't be into. So I watched all the available episodes at the time. And then realized that he would definitely be into it. So out of the kindness of my heart, I never finished. Like I never watched the other episodes that came out. But last week when I was at dinner with Merritt, Zach just decided randomly to start it on his own from the beginning. And now he's fully caught up. And so we're going to finish it together. And it's just so poetic, isn't it? But I am dying to know what the fuck happens. And we'll be so livid if it doesn't go the way it should. Um, Not livid, just like really sad because I'm just so attached to Steve Carell in general. It doesn't matter what role he plays. like I love him. So I'm kind of on the edge of my seat about it. And uh, I'm really hoping that by the time you guys listen to this, we have finished it because I don't know how many more sleeps I can get in without knowing. We also haven't watched any Christmas movies yet this season so our time is very limited we'll be doing that this week for sure into the weekend and it's our tradition to watch it's a wonderful life like that's definitely gonna be the first on the list and then I guess we'll see what else makes the cut all right so before we dive into part three and talk about all of your unpopular opinions let's take a quick ad break and then come right back and talk about all the things that you guys feel so strongly about Okay, you guys, we are back and it is time to talk Unpopular Opinions. Unpopular Opinions! So you guys were on fire this round. You all had a lot to say. And I do want to start by saying I, I basically made two Unpopular Opinions unavailable to you guys. I said that no one was allowed to submit that Taylor Swift or Beyonce are overrated and not because I think that they aren't which I wait I'm getting tripped up on what I'm trying to say I do not think that they're overrated at all but the reason that I said no one can send that in is because every single time I do an unpopular opinion segment I get like 15 of those and I just feel like it's a moot point let's move on we have better unpopular opinions to attend to. The first unpopular opinion that was sent in was actually a take on Christmas in general. So this person said, random gifts throughout the year is a thumbs up. Expecting multiple gifts for holidays as an adult is thumbs down dumb. You know, I am not really sure where I fall on, on the spectrum of this opinion. I mean, random gifts throughout the year, yeah, like, that's amazing, especially if getting or receiving gifts is your love language. I mean, I will say that, you know, as you get older, it does feel very frivolous to expect multiple gifts over the holidays. Like, you for two reasons one you realize that that's not really what the holiday season is about and two that hopefully you're a fully functioning adult who makes the kind of money where you can buy the things you want for yourself throughout the year so yes like do I feel it's weird when grown-ass adults have a running Christmas list for sure but I think expecting like a couple gifts is not a bad thing at all overall though I will say that especially having friends with children and you know my sister has kids now you learn once kids are in the picture that Christmas is really meant for the kiddos and if they want to expect multiple gifts as a kid that's great yeah I guess I do think it's a little weird if you're expecting to wake up and find like 15 gifts under the Christmas tree for yourself (laughs) On Christmas morning okay someone sent in an unpopular opinion that says kettle chips are inferior to regular slash thin chips I wholeheartedly agree with this I fucking hate kettle chips I hate them the only ones that I've ever really liked are the salt and vinegar ones by I think literally the brand is called kettle it's in the like deep blue bag but other than that I just prefer the thinnest, most regular chip. I mean, my favorite chips are baked lays. Like I'm not, I know it's kind of embarrassing to admit, but it's true. Like I don't need that much flavor. I don't need there to be like 17 layers of crunch. I just want a, want a paper thin chip that pairs with any sandwich you could possibly think of. And that's what baked lays is for me. So I agree with this. This next one, I feel like is going to get people up in arms, but it made me so excited. So this person wrote it and said, crumble are trash cookies. I could not agree more. I, you know, I think in general, I really dislike cookie delivery companies. Like I liked Tiff's treats when they were newer to the scene and they were a little more exotic and like special and different to get. But I got over them pretty quickly because I just felt they were too buttery, too, too much for me. Crumble is like, they're not even fucking cookies. They're like mini round flat cakes. You cannot call that a cookie. You can't put all of that icing and all of that shit on top of it and be like oh yeah no it's just a cookies and cream flavored cookie no bitch this is a tiny little individual serving of a cake I have not tried a crumble cookie that I've thought is amazing I I just I agree I think they're trash I'm sorry Okay, I had a couple of people write in this unpopular opinion that showering together slash shower sex sucks. And I want to say I agree, except I'm going to throw a caveat in there. Zach and I have discovered throughout our courtship, our relationship, that showering together and shower sex can be great, but it's a very particular kind of shower, and a very specific position. And all I'll say is that the shower needs to be big enough for both of you to sit down and like be out of the way of the water stream. And you should be on top of him. And you guys should be facing each other. If that still doesn't do it for you, then yeah, just forget it altogether. That's the only way that I've ever found to enjoy Uh, being in the shower together. Other than that, I'm like, honestly, can you just like wash my back and don't give me that funny look because nothing is happening in here. I just want to get clean and get out. Someone wrote it and said, leave wide brim hats in 2022. 100% agree. I am absolutely in the big dumb hat camp. I don't I don't like them. And I know that I have one. I got it a few summers ago and I wore the shit out of it. And I really loved it. I did. But anytime that I've put it on since the summer of 2020, I felt really stupid and like not myself in like a tryhard. And then I saw the Saturday Night Live skit with Amy Schumer and Chloe Fineman and Heidi Gardner about big dumb hats. And it really just put into perspective um, exactly how I feel. Like it said everything that I couldn't. And so I agree with this. Let's leave them in 2022 or better than that. This person wrote in and said, I prefer to get pedicures alone instead of with friends. I don't want to talk. Okay. Honestly, like same. I mean, it, feels like a really easy thing, like an easy bonding thing to go to the nail salon with a bestie and like use that time to catch up. And I've done that countless times in my life. But really, I think I am in the same camp as you. Like now it's gone to the point where like I I do like getting my nails done, but it's more of a chore than anything else. So I'd rather just like get in and get out and not try to have these sort of Cody conversations like these personal conversations that you're trying to be cryptic about so that you know people who are working on your nails don't exactly pick up on everything and you're like trying to be quiet and like whisper and honestly last week I went and got a pedicure before my cousin's wedding and for the first time ever I brought a book and I literally sat there and read and lightly chatted with the woman doing my toes, and it was perfect. Someone wrote in and said, it's okay to not love being pregnant, even if you're excited about the outcome. Um Yeah, I don't even think this is an unpopular opinion. I have a feeling that if you pulled a random selection of women, they would all wholeheartedly agree with this. Like, I think there is a, I think you are more likely to find women who absolutely do not like being pregnant, but love that they had their children Then you are to find women who legitimately enjoy pregnancy. I just think that it's much more rare to, you know, bask in being pregnant than it isn't. This person wrote, I'm not at all interested in comic book movies. I wish we could all move on. <laughs> yeah, girl, I mean, same. I'm not at all either. I don't even... I think I saw um did I see Wonder Woman yeah I think I saw Wonder Woman and I love that with Gal Gadot but other than that like I could give a shit but you know a lot of people love them and there's like Comic-Con and this is like their thing and so I get it and also there's such fucking money makers for the movie industries like they're probably never gonna stop but I hear you I I I'm with you Someone wrote candles are good and thoughtful gifts, bitch, 100%. Like, can I get a hell yes for this? I'm so fucking tired of candles getting a bad rap as a present. Like, yes, there are levels of candles. Like, I'm talking about, you know, A nice, more expensive, luxurious candle is an amazing gift to give someone. Going to TJ Maxx and grabbing like a peach flavored candle out of the bargain bin, that's a horrifying gift. But if they are a nice candle, that's like one of the best things you could ever give to me because candles are fucking expensive, but I'm obsessed with them. And I am obsessed with my house always smelling decent. And so gifting nice candles, that will never get old to me. And I am so with you on this. I think it's so thoughtful and such a classy gift when it's the right one. Okay, someone said, shouldn't change your name on socials before it's legally changed. And then she said, no shade, I swear. So this is funny. I actually, there was a time I agreed with you. And it's one of those things where like, I didn't understand it until it happened to me. But legitimately, there was a time when I was single. And, you know, I would just see all these people get married. And like, the girl would change her name on their wedding night like I was like what the fuck are you doing on your phone you crazy ass bitch like really like you're that desperate to take his name that you're already claiming it as your own but like honestly we got married and I changed mine a few days later even though it means nothing and It's like, yes, it's not legally changed and that won't happen for a little while, but there was just something in me. I was just so proud. I was so proud and so happy to officially be married to Zach that I just wanted to change my name. And then it clicked for me and I was like, oh wow, maybe I was kind of being a little bitch back then. But I totally get where you're at with that and I respect it. Someone wrote in, Michael Buble is an overrated and not a nice person. Completely agree. Like, you know, I saw the stories come out about how he was verbally and emotionally abusive to his wife or ex-wife. I don't know if they're still together. And even though like I didn't really look into it, I'm not sure how much truth there were to those claims. But like something about it just made sense in my head. Like there's something about him that I've never connected with, nor really liked. And so reading that that story made sense to me. But in general, I just think, like, he's a crooner, fine. But you're not fucking Frank Sinatra, so stop trying to be. Someone wrote in, and I am so fucking passionate about this, and they said, it's OK if you don't always wash your hands after you pee at home. I'm sorry. Like... I cannot tell you how strongly I feel about this. I mean, you could probably hear it in my voice, but like Zach and I fight about this because he washes his hands every single time that he pees at home and I will come out of the bathroom after peeing and he like didn't hear the sink running and he's like, you didn't wash your hands? And I'm always like, no, like what the fuck for home? Like I nothing that I touched was just touched by strangers. It's all of our germs. I didn't fucking pee on my hands. Like I didn't wipe and pee dripped onto my hand. Like I'm clean. Nothing happened in there. I just went pee. And I'm I will stand my ground on that. Obviously, if some crazy shit goes down and you know, there's somehow some pee on my hands, I'm gonna wash them. But other than that, I see absolutely no point in doing that when it's just you or you and a roommate or you and your significant other living together, like, what is the fucking point of that? Someone wrote and said, it's fine to go to bed angry. And I don't, I'm not sure how I feel about this. Actually, I think I actually talked about this when I did like a whole recap of my bachelorette party, I'm pretty sure, because during the bachelorette party, there was a point where I went around and asked all of the women their best marriage advice. And someone said that you should go to bed angry and not try and resolve things so quickly before you're ready to resolve them. And then I think I told you guys that I'm good with that. But Zach is not like Zach. Absolutely. He has to have resolve. He cannot function if he doesn't. And like, I can be the same. It just depends on, it depends on the fight. I mean, if it's like a big fight, I'm not going to go to bed upset and I'm not going to be able to go throughout my day until him and I have talked it out, and figured it out. But I think that there are some things where like, it's okay. It's okay if you go to bed in a huff, like you're going to wake up, it's going to be a new day, you'll have a fresh perspective and you guys will figure it out. Someone wrote and said, tea is superior to coffee in every way. Um, Yeah, I would say this is an unpopular opinion. I, No one in my life is a tea drinker. Everyone is a coffee drinker. I'm not surrounded by it. I wasn't really brought up on it. One of my friends is uh, like she has British blood and British heritage. And I feel like she would actually agree with you on this because she's still drinks her afternoon tea every single day but just as like a knee-jerk reaction uh I would feel I mean I would say that this is definitely unpopular someone wrote will Farrell movies are not funny including elf <laughs> I disagree yeah this is definitely an unpopular opinion as far as I'm concerned I love all of will Farrell's old comedy movies. And honestly, I miss them. Like, I feel like they don't make comedies like that anymore. And it makes me really sad. Someone wrote in and said, all carbonated water is disgusting. I don't understand how anyone drinks it. Girl, I am actually with you on this 100%. I never understood the LaCroix craze. And I'm so glad that they got found out and they're gone. The only carbonated water that I have ever enjoyed is either a Topo Chico with like a squeeze of lime in it or bubbly. Like those are the only two and still the, I mean, they're constantly in our house and I maybe have like one or two a month. Um Now Zach drinks them like they are water and it is honestly impressive. Like it's a phenomenon how quickly he can drink carbonated drinks and it it kind of freaks me the fuck out. But in general, I do agree with you here. Someone wrote it and said avocado is gross. I actually know a handful of people that feel this way and I kind of have to admit I'm starting to lean that way, like especially after the globs of it I saw on Tiny Boxwoods avocado toast over the weekend. Like I like avocado, but in very, very small portions. Like I would never make it like a main feature of a meal. And I'm very limited on my intake of it because if it's not perfect and perfectly right for the dish, it can easily gross me out and upset me. I mean, I think it's definitely a texture thing. It's so soft and mushy. And I get that... I get how and why people are um, against avocado for sure. Someone said people who treat their pets as human children and can't go places without them. Like she put the emoji of the girl crossing her arms in front of her face like no. Yeah I mean absolutely there is a limit to this like Uh, Do I joke that Bowie and Cece are my children and that I birthed both of them through my vaginal canal? 100%. But I don't take them with me everywhere and I don't spoil the fuck out of them like they are kids. I used to take Cece with me everywhere, but that was different circumstances because I was single and I just didn't want to be alone. So um, maybe that is something to consider. But in general, yeah, like when people take it overboard... I can understand why that would be annoying, especially if they're not well-behaved dogs, and that really sucks. This one says that peppermint or mint and chocolate together is not good, and it tastes like eating toothpaste and chocolate. So fair, so, so fair. I actually used to be in this camp. I used to despise, loathe, detest Mint chocolate chip ice cream. I thought it was the absolute worst flavor choice and really questioned people who preferred it. I don't know when or how it happened, but I came around and now I completely understand it. I would say that, you know, my intake of the combination is pretty, pretty low, and I'm very calculated about when I do it and in what form I take it in. I think like everything else, there is overkill, but in general, I completely understand the flavors together. Now, I will say that orange and chocolate is fucking foul. I will never understand the combination. I honestly just think in general, orange flavoring when it comes to desserts is uh, an abomination, truly. I feel like It is offensive and disrespectful, and I will absolutely never, ever partake in orange and chocolate. Okay, someone said, I hate olives and martinis. Yeah, I mean, once again, like going off of what I was just talking about, olives and martinis, like dirty martinis, are something that had to grow on me and that I absolutely detested up until literally like within the last year. And I don't know how it changed or why, but I I love an extra dirty martini. But I will say the only olives that I like are ones that are not stuffed with anything. Like I understand the draw of a blue cheese stuffed olive or goat cheese stuffed olive every now and again. But even the ones with pimentos in the middle, those are the most fucking disgusting to me. I won't touch those with a 10-foot-long cocktail stick. But olives that are just green olives with nothing in the middle, those are the best to me, and I will eat the shit out of those. But again, you know, I think that olives and pickles, these are tastes that are really, like, you either feel one way about them or the other. I don't really think that there is an in-between. Like, You have to have a taste for all that vinegar and salt and all of that. And if you don't and you like sweeter things, then yeah, like, of course, you're going to hate all and martinis. This person said that New Year's is never that fun of a night like it's built up to be. And I 1000% agree with you. I think New Year's Eve is a joke. I've only had like maybe one or two memorable New Year's Eves in my life. It's just another day. It's just, you know, it's just like a way to ring in the new year. But there is always this insane pressure, especially when you're younger. Like in my 20s, I just felt this insane pressure to have like the greatest outfit and have the most fun plans. And oh my God, like I had to find someone to kiss at midnight. It's just so fucking stupid. Like there were definitely a couple of New Year's Eves that I stayed home by myself with Cece and those were the best. Like I would go to bed before midnight and it, it was incredible. So I would not stress yourself out about making it a great night because it's fucking stupid. Someone wrote in and said, chocolate chip cookies aren't good. They're average at best. And like, typically I would agree with you, but all I can say to that is you need to go to fucking Houston (laughs) to tiny (laughs) tiny boxwoods. I feel like I've said their name a thousand times and get one of theirs and then talk to me and let me know if you've changed your mind. This person said, self-love is often used as an excuse for laziness whoa, this is deep, shots fired. I can totally see where they're coming from. I think there are nuances to this for sure. I think that hopefully if you're taking care of yourself, like you are smart enough to know the difference between just making excuses and not wanting to do stuff that will actually better you rather than, you know, like you truly just need a day off and want to treat yourself to things that aren't part of your regularly scheduled programming. I think that this unpopular opinion, um, I think there's a lot to unpack here, and I am not um, in a place to unpack it right now. So let's just leave it at that. This person wrote in and said, Colleen Hoover books are awful. Now, I could hear some of you gasp, even though I'm recording this by myself in a room alone. I have not read any of her books, so I do not have a dog in this fight. All I can say is that I have a couple friends who read and loved Verity, Verity, Verity. And that's pretty much all I've heard. I know that Colleen Hoover books are like the hot thing right now. And every red-blooded American woman is reading them and uh, like freaking out over them. That makes me want to read them less because that's just that's just the hipster Emma in me who wants to run away from popular things. But yeah, I I'm interested to see if you guys agree with that. Oh, and I should say, if you're still listening, that after this episode, I'm going to put polls on my That's What E Said uh, podcast Instagram page with all of these questions for you guys to vote on so we can see where like the general audience is at on all these unpopular opinions. So look for that. Someone wrote in and said, top sheets are useless if you have a duvet cover, which, duh, because comforters are hard to wash. the top sheet debate. So I grew up with the top sheet. And to me, it is like an extra layer of protection. It's an extra layer of warmth, regardless of how thin it is. But very, very recently, like within the last month, I started to notice that when I would wake up, Zach had shoved all of the top sheet over onto my side, because he didn't want it. And it was like I had some of it on me, but the other half of it was like this crumpled, wrinkled mess. And I don't know about you guys, but when blankets are crumpled and wrinkled like that and touching me in bed, I it is the most ick feeling for me, like get the fuck off of me. And so we did away with the top sheet. Like all we have now is our like gel foam mattress topper. We have a mattress pad over that. We have a fitted sheet over that. And then we have our parachute blanket comforter and that's it. And honestly, it's pretty perfect. So that's not to say that a top sheet won't make another appearance uh, in our lifetime. But for now, we are a non-top sheet family so yeah this this is probably an unpopular opinion but I agree with her okay a couple people wrote in and either said that they don't like hazelnut or they went further and said that Nutella 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 is foul 150% agree I used to used to only take my coffee with like hazelnut syrup in it that is what I did and I used the sugar-free hazelnut creamer by coffee mate for years uh, for fucking years and then I finally weaned myself off of it because I realized that um, most creamers like that are made mostly from vegetable oil which is fucking disgusting me drinking every day I digress so I used to be obsessed with the hazelnut but now it's either vanilla for me or just like uh, simple syrup that that's what I like and I have never ever ever liked Nutella I just for me the hazelnut flavor is way too rich it's like rich to the point where I can't enjoy it like I'm a peanut butter girl all the way I will eat peanut peanut butter any time of day on anything but Nutella it's just like I just feel like my mouth is sewn shut when I'm eating it and it's like one taste and I have like a horrible sugar headache. I just, I'm not about it. On the same note of like condiments, several people wrote in and said that they hate ketchup and that's terrible. It's like the worst condiment. It tastes like sugar, et cetera, et cetera. I think that this came up in the last unpopular opinion months and months ago. And, you know, I have to say that when I was young and a kid, sugar was the only, con- I mean, not sugar, <laughs> ketchup was the only condiment that I would use. And it makes sense because it is so sugar heavy and sweet and, you know, red and tomatoey and that's appealing to a child. But in my adulthood, ketchup is the last thing that I reach for. Like, I still put it on hamburgers. I can't eat a hamburger without ketchup, but fries and hot dogs and other things that you would typically use ketchup for. I much prefer like a mustard or especially a naoli or something like that instead of ketchup. So I get this. I do understand that people could and do hate ketchup. Also got a couple of people who wrote in and said that golden doodles suck. <laughs> um, that they are not cute. That golden retrievers or poodles are much better than a golden doodle. You know, I I'm not going to take offense to this because CC is not a golden doodle. She's a Cavapoo. But I know that at the end of the day, typically, if you don't like a golden doodle, you don't like most poodle mixes they're very popular you know they're very very popular clearly you see them everywhere one of my best friends has the same gripe and she thinks that all of them look the same and they're not cute and they bother the fuck out of her and like I get it because they truly a lot of them do look the exact same but you can't deny that their personalities aren't special like They have such a good mix of these two breeds, and I'm just always going to have a a soft spot for doodles. I always, always will. Now, I don't know any other doodles as uh, intimately as I know Cece, so maybe there's a lot of doodle mixes out there that suck ass, but I just know that she's fantastic and that I would love for our next dog to be a mini Burn a doodle, and I'm not going to apologize for that. So, whatever. Okay, this person said, uh, I think this came up last time too, but um, golden goose sho- shoes are very fucking ugly. Yeah, like 100%. Actually, pretty sure this did come up last time because I remember explaining why I even have a pair, and it's uh, solely because. On this particular pair of Golden Goose sneakers, the word golden is on the back of each of them. And like my last name was slash is golden. And so, like, I had to get them. I just, like, it was illegal if I didn't get them. But in general, I completely agree with you. They're so incredibly expensive, they're not worth it. And it's just really stupid. This person said having dogs is exactly like having toddlers. Um, I don't think that a lot of moms are going to agree with this unpopular opinion. I do feel like it is a very unpopular opinion. Dogs can't talk back to you. Um, dogs don't throw temper tantrums out in public that you can't, um, control. Dogs don't I don't even know what. I mean, I don't have a toddler, so I can't speak directly to it. But I just have a feeling that any mom who hears this will be like, no, bitch, you're wrong. This one says, you don't owe your opinion to strangers on the internet. Um, Yeah, like, I agree with this. I think that over the course of the last few years, there has been a somewhat unfair push for People everywhere, no matter what your following is, to have an opinion about everything and state that opinion about everything. And if you don't, then you're not saying enough. But if you do and it's not what they want to hear, you're saying the wrong thing. So I I agree. I don't think that you owe anyone anything really on the internet. I think it's whatever that person wants to share with you and chooses to share with you. And if they're not saying things about other things that you feel that they should and you feel like you know they're not serving you in the way that you want them to then you don't need to follow them, you know? Okay, this one says and this is actually something that I just started to realize. This one says brown rice is bad and will never be as good as white rice. Yeah, I mean, listen, I have tried so hard to get on the brown rice train for years, to always choose it over white rice. But nothing will ever, ever be white rice. It's just perfect. And, you know, I posted the other week on my Emma's Thing Instagram that I'm tired and done with buying, buying quote unquote healthy bread because I just don't eat enough bread at home that I that it needs to be healthy. Like I can just buy the bread that I want because because I can, because I should, because it's the little things in life and having, you know, uh, Mrs. Baird's bread or nature's own bread isn't gonna f- fucking kill me or fuck m- myself over with my diet and exercise. And this kind of, it feels the same as that. I definitely have more rice at home. So I do try really hard to make, smarter decisions when it comes to what kind of rice but lately i have found that i'm just reaching more and more for the white rice because it's just incredible this is an interesting one this person said that southwest is better than delta here's a problem i live where southwest lives like the hub is here at Lovefield Airport in Dallas. So it's really all I know. Like I know the other airlines a little bit, but pretty much anywhere I go, I take Southwest and I have a credit card that racks up Southwest points. So I often fly for free. So again, I feel like I don't really have a say here, but this is, it's funny because Zach is from Atlanta, Georgia, where Delta, that's the home of Delta, and he and his family are like Delta diehards, and they can really easily get Delta flights, but we can't as easily get them here, and Zach fucking hates Southwest. He hates it. He thinks it's the worst. I don't think that Delta's the worst at all. I've flown on it a few times, and it's great. There just aren't as many flights and opportunities with Delta out of Dallas. So that will be a very interesting poll for you guys to give me your answers on. Someone said, a man with a cat is ick. 100% agree. That's all I'm going to say about that. Someone said, (laughs) s'mores are terrible. There, I said it. I feel like she really needed to get that off her chest. I think one s'more every like 10 years is great. They're not something I ever crave. I will never get s'more flavored things. And they really only taste good when they're made, when you're doing something adventurous out in the woods, which again is like once every decade. So um, it's okay. It's okay that you think they're terrible. Someone wrote in and said colored Christmas lights over white. Ah, I don't agree with this. Um, I just don't. I just love, you know, warm, a warm white twinkle light. It does so much for me. But again, literally cannot wait to see what the polls say after this episode. This person wrote in and said, Starbucks is garbage. I mean, I don't think that this is an unpopular opinion. I think that the majority of people that I know that love coffee have like very slowly moved away from Starbucks. And there's been such a boom of local delicious coffee shops in like every city and town in America that. You could probably throw a pebble and hit a coffee shop that's better than Starbucks. I mean, for me personally, Foxtrot Market is the absolute best brewed coffee and espresso ever. Starbucks, for me, I don't think it's garbage. It's just more out of convenience. Like, if I am in the middle of nowhere and there's a Starbucks, I know that it's probably going to be consistent. Or if I'm at the airport and it's like the only thing available, I know that I can get a decent cup of coffee. But I know a lot, a lot of people who think that uh, they think the same as you, that Starbucks is fucking gross. This is uh, very relevant given my weekend. This person said, we don't need house parties, just bridesmaids. I literally couldn't agree with you more. Um, So my cousin's wedding, they did have a house party. And, you know, I just, someone actually asked me what is a house party. It might've been Zach. And I was like, well, you know, it's, A role that her friends that weren't special enough to be bridesmaids get to play so they feel special and feel important when they really just aren't as important. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, I think that people should just be adults and like if you're asked to be a bridesmaid, that's great. If you're not, there's probably some sort of reason behind it and to just go to the wedding and have a great time and honestly be happy that you don't have to be a bridesmaid and uh, play that role the entire day. Someone said Ed Sheeran sucks. Totally agree. And on that note, can I also add in here for unpopular opinions, my personal unpopular opinion, that I cannot stand Megan Trainer. Like oh my God. I've never been able to. I don't get it. I don't get her. I don't like her look. I don't like her voice i don't like her singing all, literally every single one of her songs sounds the exact same i i just don't understand the appeal at all and um i'm sticking to that sorry Okay, the last one that I am going to end on, because it's just so fitting for Christmas being just a few days away as you're listening to this episode, this person wrote in and said, Santa's lap photos. Maybe I'm depriving my kid, but as a mom, I will never. I cringe every time I see them, like your kids sitting on a random old man's lap. I cannot. Um, I totally understand where you're coming from and it's making me laugh because you are so unforgiving and it's fucking incredible and I, that's what I always want my listeners and audience to be is unforgiving. You know, I've never really looked at it that way, but... I can't say that I completely disagree with you. I mean, I do feel like it's a thing and, you know, we all did it growing up and it can make for a cute picture, but most of the time, yeah, I mean... I do I do understand. It's it's pretty fucking creepy. And when you like really strip it down to its bare bones, it's like why does this old man feel like he can play good Santa? And why does he want to be Santa? And why are we so willingly placing our vulnerable innocent children on his lap so we can laugh as they cry? I don't know, but you know, it's tradition and it's a thing. And so I think feelings about this are complicated. And I think that we could get into a serious debate about it. So with ending on that one, I'm going to remind you guys that once you are done listening to this episode, if you listen to it within the same day that it's dropped, I will absolutely have a big poll over on my Instagram stories on the That's What E Said podcast Instagram page. I might wait until Friday to give you guys like a full day to listen so you are coming to that poll with some background. But regardless, I hope you guys are following me on that page. And I just want to say that this year has been so rewarding with doing this podcast and sticking with it. You know, I started back in January. So this coming January will be my one year anniversary of actually making something of this fucking podcast. And I want to thank you for every listen that you've given to it, for any time that you've shared it with a friend or family member, for your ratings, for your reviews, for your general engagement. You know, I don't really make money off of this podcast I have that one anchor ad that you know it's the same one every time I know and I'm sure that you skip it it makes me the absolute smallest amount of money it's really not even worth it but like it's fun to say that I have one ad but you know I have big hopes for That's What He Said in 2023. I think that a lot of my big life events are gonna be out of the way. I'm gonna have a lot more time to focus and sort of drill down on what I want to do with this space. I just have ideas. I have ideas and I am hoping that you'll stick around for the next year of this podcast, just like you did this year. And please keep a lookout because next week over on the podcast Instagram page, I am definitely going to do sort of like a year-end feedback story. And I want you guys to participate so I can understand where you're coming from and get your thoughts and feelings about that's what he said and what you want to hear more of in the coming year. But until then, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope you have an amazing holiday no matter how you're celebrating it or if you're not celebrating it. I just hope you have a really great and of your year. And I will talk at you back here in 2023. I can't wait. And I love you guys. Bye.